Our scripture reading today comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, from the 58th chapter. Listen for the word of the Lord. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinances of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you, you serve your own interest on your fast days and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush, or to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own kin. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this is our third week in our series, Growing on Purpose. And today we look at working the soil for growth. I remember once that I decided to put a lawn in where there was no lawn. Oh, there was a lawn at one time. It was beautiful. But the area had been dug up and destroyed so that the septic tank could be replaced. And so an area that had been a lush green lawn was just an uneven pile of rocks and dirt. And I hated it. It was a rock filled mess. Big rocks, little rocks, every size in between rocks, all piled up and half buried in this mess that was once a beautiful lawn. Well, I decided that I was going to replace the lawn, but I also decided I would do it old school. I wouldn't use a power tiller. I wouldn't do anything except work hard with my hands. I'd get a hoe and a rake and I'd put in a new lawn. Well, I started by collecting the largest of the rocks, and I started a pile off out of the area. And then I took the hoe, and foot by foot, I worked the soil. I was constantly unearthing 
more rocks of various sizes, which I would add to this ever-growing pile of rocks set off to the side. Slowly, very, very slowly, over the course of a week, I worked every inch of that area with that hoe and picked out all of the rocks until there was nothing left but a smooth, rich layer of soil. Then I took a couple of bags of seed and I spread it around and I raked it gently and as uniformly as I could and then I began to water. And to my surprise, after waiting a while, it worked. Eventually I had a beautiful new lawn where there had just been destruction and dirt and rocks. I took a lot of pride in that section of my property uh, but I also made the decision uh, that I would never, ever do that again. <laughs> it was hard work. It was hard work, but I knew that the secret to growing a lawn was to work the soil. I could have just scattered seed back in that spot. I could have moved just the largest rocks. And eventually I might have had a patch or two here and there of grass, but I would never have had a new beautiful lawn. You have to work the soil for growth. Whether we're talking about growing a lawn or growing flowers or growing vegetables, it's all about working the soil. One master gardener that grows vegetables, Jane Schellenberger, uh, put it this way. Our most important job as vegetable growers is to feed and sustain the soil life. If we do this, our plants will thrive. We'll grow nutritious, healthy food, and our soil conditions will get better each year. That is what is meant by the old adage, feed the soil, not the plants. In other words... You have to work the soil for growth. I think that's one reason why Jesus so often taught spiritual principles using the images of plants and vineyards and farmers. Jesus loved gardens. Jesus prayed often in gardens. And in John's gospel, when he's resurrected, he's even mistaken for the gardener where the tomb was. Our theme verse for our, this series, Growing on Purpose, is John 15, 5. Jesus is telling us, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus loved gardens and growing and in our text, the prophet Isaiah, long before the time of Jesus, is speaking to a people who had long been in exile. This was a people who knew oppression and hardship. A people who knew hunger and homelessness. People who for generations had longed for relief, who had longed for freedom, who had longed for justice. Isaiah spoke to a people 
who wanted to experience from others compassion and generosity and kindness. But to Isaiah's mind, there was something amiss. Our text comes in a larger context of Isaiah contrasting true worship with false worship, and he brings up fasting. Last week, we heard Jesus' words on fasting, you remember. Jesus said we can go through the motions and the ritual and do all the things, but if we do it for attention, if we do it strictly for ourselves and our selfishness, we don't have a reward except the attention we bring to ourselves. But if we do that with an eye toward God and God alone, God works in our life and we grow spiritually. Well, Isaiah is saying the same thing. Why do you fast if you don't use that time to know God better? Why fast if it is all about what you want and not about what God wants for your life? Why fast, Isaiah says, if you don't do the things God asks of you? In verse 6 of the text, we hear God's voice. This is the fast that I choose, God says, to loose the bonds of injustice, to loose the bonds of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to share your bread with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless, to clothe the naked, and to embrace your kin in need. Isaiah is condemning the false righteousness of those who want God to hear them, who want God to save them, who wants God to bless them, but will not do those things which God asks or requires. It seems to me that the prophet is calling the people to work the soil of their hearts and lives, calling them to work the soil so that they'll change their attitude toward their neighbor to work the soil of their lives, to create in their community the world that they want God to create for them in other people. Oh, they want compassion and generosity and kindness from those who oppress them in Babylon. Yet they did not treat each other in such a manner. They wanted to be free from hunger and injustice and homelessness, yet they did not provide such for their own people. Do you hear those words in that text? Isaiah is calling the people to work the soil of their lives so that they might grow into the people God wants them to be. I believe that the gardening images in Scripture are so powerful because to grow things, you have to get your hands dirty. Whether you're working the soil, planting a flower, working the soil gets our hands dirty. And working the soil of our hearts gets our hands dirty. Dirty with the stuff of life, of our life, of the lives of our neighbors, of the life of the world. It's hard work 
But like me putting in that lawn in an old school way, it was worth it. Working the soil by caring for those in need, by comforting those who suffer, by standing by those who are oppressed, leads to growth, not just in our personal relationship with God, but in the world growing to become more like the world God longs for the world to be. Isaiah says, faith is not just a noun. Faith is a verb. Faith is something we do. When we do faith, we're working the soil of our hearts and our lives in service to the world. And we grow. So as we discipline our lives to make room for prayer or scripture reading or worship, we must not forget to do, to serve, to work the soul of our hearts and to strive to create a world for others that we wish to know ourselves. We must not forget to work toward a world that reflects God's desire for all God's children. Working the soil of our hearts grows our heart closer to God's heart. Working the soil of our hearts helps the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven as we pray every week in worship. Working the soil of our lives allows us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. You see, we grow on purpose when together in community, we work the soul of our hearts in service to the world and become more like Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.